there's a there's a dog right next to me and uh he's on bark alert so I'm, I'm almost being cautious of that too oh dog is the only thing we see chill dog chill 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 box a special property bonics recording uh so if you're listening to this wipe your eyes brush your teeth take your vitamins eat your banana it's nine o'clock in the morning i did i just brushed my teeth i'm not gonna even lie like i didn't even like wash my face i gotta take a whole shower out here i'm gonna do that after we done recording it's oh, a little goodness. tmi for the listeners <laughs> i don't want to get tmi either man but it's early and all stuff i'm your boy need may need to do like a little bathroom situation i'm on I got you. Dump alert. That's nuts. Oh, okay. Got you. <laughs> Just in case you didn't get me the first time. I no. want to clarify. I got it the first time. You were like, no, you know what? I want you to know exactly. You were thinking maybe about. I was on peeler. I was like, nah, there's more to this. There's more to the tale. Oh, oh, oh. All right. All right. <laughs> there's more to the tale. <laughs> I realized the pun as I was saying it. As well, yeah, that's huh? the first thing I caught was the tail, but yeah, here, here we are. <laughs> so, audio listeners, uh, welcome, video listeners, welcome as well. You get to see our faces, our red eyes. My eyes are irritating me, but that's okay. Alan, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm good, man. It's Saturday, one week exactly one week away, what? exactly one week away from the live album recording at Soul Joe's, man. Oh, my Saturday. goodness. It's a week away, man. This week is, away. So what happens in this week in terms of like promotion? Do we send like the street sweepers out? Like or do, or do, like do we do mass mass emails to the proper robotics listeners? I'm I'm I am I'm I'm of two minds. Um I wanna like a bunch of people to come and I want like a mass email and mass yo, people come out promotion promotion promotion. Yeah. But I gotta focus. Like I really gotta focus on what's Matt, if an extra 20, if 20 less people come because I didn't promote as hard, but the album sounds great because my punchlines are intact and everything is hitting, that's really what I care about. So it's like, hopefully, you know, I know the good people that sold Joe's, they do a great job at promoting and getting people out. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Having them along with me here, it makes it easier for me. You know? Yeah. You could always send like your young gunners out. Like you like just print out like twenty posters and hit up Kyle Neff. Be like, hey, put these around left and right. The young guys, maybe I'll take care of that part. I'm not gonna lie, I did think about like picking a day. Like I could get, I got like a free day this week where I could like go to Pottstown and like I don't know, just be in the streets. Like I don't even know. I just I thought about it. You know what I mean? Um, are you are you doing their um? Uh, are you doing Souljo's mic on Tuesday? Mm-mm, no. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. I can't. I'm yeah. not doing that. But I have, I have been in the streets, streets, bro, and I love it. Yeah. Wow. Streets, man. I've been performing comedy everywhere. Like I've been okay. going everywhere. But they got a. I didn't even notice they got a a, a competition open mic in Harrisburg. Showed Pop up. Went on Wednesdays at a, a bar. Oh, okay. 
showed nice. up one fifty dollars. Oh, all right. <laughs> that seems well, unfair. Of like, it's like, hey, it's an open mic competition, and you just pull up. It's like, let me just make it fifty dollars real quick. Man, listen, that was the funny. I got the most laugh. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Did you know any of the other comics? I know all of them. Oh. <laughs> it was da- Damien was there. Oh, okay. Aaliyah was, it was Aaliyah's mic. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. All right. That's not so bad then. If it's like, you know the comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They all, they all are homies, but it was, it was just funny to me because I'm, I'm just going around just to work on my, my album. You know what I mean? Mm. And they're like, trying to win it i'm like ah i feel bad but i got kids to feed i don't know <laughs> other people are like well i will donate this 50 dollars and divide it amongst the top three that were here you're like no i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it it's just i've earned this they're my jokes i, I may go back <laughs> next week i'm not even sure it's like y'all got 50 again because i mean I, but I really went for the time though because i've been trying to find mites and shows to do more time man you know what mm-hmm. i mean because like new york is great right but you get in seven eight maybe 10 minute spots mm-hmm. you know I mean so like everywhere else i'm getting at least 20 you know what i mean yeah. like so i can like work on things and like put it together so it's like i've been doing a lot of stuff like everywhere bro like last week i was in wildwood new jersey headline show, shows that weekend so i, I just been like Everywhere, just, just trying to get as much time as possible. So that's what I've been doing leading up to this this album recording. Yeah, that's when uh, that's when you get to utilize the idea of being from like like central PA mics is great with that too. Like okay, like you're in New York doing your thing, but then like you come out to Pennsylvania, it's like do a spot twenty minutes someplace in Trexler Town. It's like <laughs> it's it's nice having that part of it. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have Pennsylvania. Mm. Sounds I don't like know. Children's book, yeah. <laughs> what would Alan do <laughs> without the I seventy six? No, but uh, yeah, I don't know what I, I would think about this. Like, I don't know what I would do, bro. Like, if I just had to, like, only had New York to lean on, I don't know how I would put it together. You should ask some of the New Yorkers. Like, there's some of them that are like prepping for things. Like, how do they prep up for things? If they're like they're similar position, they're putting an album together. Like, do they stay in the city and do like three minute mics, or like they go to New Jersey? And they can't. They have to go elsewhere. They have to. I'm gonna ask some. Like the ones I see, well, I need to know because even New York is too much pressure. So yeah. it's like, so it's like you can't. Even if you do got a 15 minute set, like how much of that are you really working things out? Or because it's like you really can't play around. Like, yeah. And also, mm. it's like you got people in the audience that are like important people. You can be managers or executive producers for a network. You got people in, at places, so it's kind of like I don't want to mess around here. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I I, can't, I find myself, I guess, I psych myself out a lot in New York, and I just want to just do the best jokes I got. Yeah. So it's like I, I'll work on this some somewhere else, but right now I'm about to go hard. You know? What yeah. I mean? It's like dear thing, New York, mess around. What up, fan of power? Uh, it's like I, I'm so grateful for Fan of Power, man. Like I um and I told you about like the challenge I'm doing where it's like it's pretty much a bit per day where like I'm trying to write more personal stuff. Um I mean, I've been liking it and um was able to try some of the newer things out at Phantom. And it worked well. 
it worked well. I was, I was very happy with that. And then like, was able to like put some of that onto a show that following week where it's like, I don't know, that's always like a dicey thing. Whenever like you're trying new stuff and like, yeah, it worked at a mic, but it's like, oh, I'm going to like try this like on a showcase sort of thing. That could, when it hits, it's very, it's very, uh, it's very good. It's very good when it doesn't, not so good. Well, what I think is if it hits at a mic and it's not just like a open mic topic, if it hits at a mic, it's going to hit everywhere else. Yeah. Most comedians will, yeah, most comedians will tell you some of the hardest places to perform or places where it's just comedians. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I take that. Like, I go in there to mics and then try to, you know, and when they, when they laugh at mics, I'm like, oh, I got something because they be haters. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hold on one second. Uh, Bruce Pratt, if you could put on the hold on one second music, your boy's picking up his coffee. Okay. See, this is the thing. Kirk's picking up his coffee. I have my tea already here. I'm the responsible one. Thank you very much. He didn't hear any of this. <laughs> Kirk's irresponsible. Oh, all right, he's back. I feel like an old man. Wait, what was that? I heard, I heard a, a rumbling as I was away. No, I didn't say anything. Sound like you're having a whole conversation. <laughs> <where you're looking. laughs> I was just telling people how how responsible you are and stuff like that. Now it makes me think that it's the other way around. Are you telling people that I was not irresponsible? <laughs> Uh, I should have had my coffee before proper bonus. <laughs> I was saying that, you know, I have mine right next to me, my, my tea. You know what I mean? So I said, I'm the one that's ready. <laughs> it's, uh, man, I had like the, the dogs out right now, but like it was a whole thing with like, it's a very excitable dog. Uh, so I guess I was kind of tiptoeing around him, but he's been good so far and all that stuff, man. First off, uh, I don't know if we'd mentioned this. Welcome, proper bonics. Welcome, proper bonics, <laughs> just in case you weren't sure. Where you're listening you're to that's funny it's us i don't i'm, I'm I, don't, I think i'm like finding some sort of eye situation man i don't think it's an infection but like this right eye has been just been feeling like itchy non-stop particularly at night but like now i'm noticing like in the morning too and i don't know if like your proper suggestion is like an opto- ophthalmologist or anything like that but like this is i may need to get it looked at proper suggestion just stop farting on your pillows man i'm not farting on my pillows man i think it's like i don't know maybe dust yeah, Bruce Pratt, you mentioned allergies. It may be dust, but I'm putting eye drops in. I'm putting the nose drip in. I don't know. I never felt allergies like this. Is this like a part of aging? I, I have no idea. Mm, I, don't, I don't know. I, I haven't heard there's a side effect of getting older. I think it, it, it could be right with the allergies. Do you have allergies? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes like I'll have something that's reoccurring for like a month, and I'll go to the doctor, and I'll be like, that's allergies. Then I take something, then I was like, oh, all right, well, it's gone. So there's probably like some sort of over-the-counter tablet I should be taking right now. If you got allergies sometimes, I mean, you got allergies. I don't know, man. I feel like it's seasonal sort of thing. Like sometimes I got allergies. Sometimes I run. <laughs> sometimes I hide. Sometimes I'm scared of you. you all I don't really want to know. I don't know if we should. Tight. I don't know if we should edit this, but I'm yeah. going to say it's something uh, that I used to say. Yeah. I was like, you said having allergies sometimes. You have it sometimes. That means you always have it. It's like if you if you bisexual, like you just gay, like you're not. If you, <laughs> if you like men sometimes, <laughs> then it's gay. Right? I don't know. Is that, is that how it works? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I do like the the equating the two. <laughs> like, 
bisexuality, <laughs> un- understanding sexuality through allergies. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying people, it's, it's a joke. Matter of fact, don't, don't edit that. Keep it in there. Keep it in there, okay? <laughs> it's a joke. I'm just kidding. I know it's not the case, but it's funny. <laughs> Keep it in there. We need to get canceled. We need to get some views. To read. Yeah. That's, uh, someone was asking me the other day, like, uh, what's the main place we can watch? I was like, YouTube, yes. Uh, however, our main, I feel like our main space, Spotify. Spotify has been treating us well. Has it? I don't have Spotify. Yeah, I have Spotify. And truthfully, I've not looked at the numbers, but I just believe it. It's, you don't even know. I feel like Spotify has been treating us well. I feel like the last time, like, Pat gave us, like, the numbers on Spotify, they were good. And that was, like, a year ago. So you haven't checked, check it in a year. And you're like, this is our go-to. You have no idea how big. Our YouTube could be doing hundreds of views. Oh, YouTube, yeah, sure, probably, but like Spotify, though, it's like I don't think our numbers. Damn, how, what if our numbers went down? How crazy that be? We just, we're that confident in it. It's like we just don't check it. Like we're getting like twenty views per episode. That'd be that'd be wild as hell. You don't you you check the Spotify. I check the YouTube, and then we can make sure we're not going down. And uh, by that, producer Pat, we mean if you could check both. Uh, that's. <laughs> That's so funny, producer Pat. Yeah, man, this coffee's too damn hot. You, you You're right. I should have woke up a little bit earlier. This is. I got hot coffee in my hand. I'd like to take a sip of it. I got. Oh, look, he got the numbers that quick. Fifty-seven. He just shows it shows the percentage of our listeners. Fifty-seven percent of them come from Apple Music. Oh, okay, I thought I was gonna say region. I thought he was gonna say it was like from Africa. I was like, all right, cool. I know, like that's how it was before. We got like percentages from like Alvernia and all that. What what are we? We were the uh top three hundred pod comedy podcast in hun- Hungary or something like that. I think it was Hungary. Yeah. <laughs> so we could have only gone up. So we're probably in the top like one hundred percentile in Hungary right now. You think so? We're we're the top two hundred comedy podcasts in Hungary. Black comedy podcasts in Hungary. Probably fifty. Probably fifty up there. There's probably not a lot of us in Hungary, so we got to be top 50. We got to be. Oh, man. They'll be, they may show up. They may show up to the album recording next week. We'll see. They, they may bum rush the show. They may bum rush the album recording. Oh, my God. Speaking of which, man, I saw your girl. So they were, they were coming after your girl, man. Who's my girl? So I don't know if you saw us, man. Drew Barrymore. She was doing like a Q&A. Uh, it, like, it looked like someplace like uh, New York and then like Someone just like as she's like trying to answer a question, someone just shouts out, like, I know you. And Drew Barrymore, being the doll that she is, she was like, Oh, she she didn't like she didn't freak out or anything like that. Uh, and then like the person really bum rushed the stage, like got to the front, and Drew Barrymore and now the person that was uh doing the QA, they slowly got up and walked away. But have you uh have you touched base with Drew Barrymore? Have you have you consoled her? Have you how how's that been? How's she doing? How's Drew? Yeah, I know she has. She probably dealing with a lot. I didn't want to, you know, just pile on and add on to her plate, you know. So I mm. kind of give her space. Um, but I, I did see that. Um, yeah, I, I feel bad because Drew Barrymore is a doll. Like she's so sweet. Yeah, bro, she's like a grandma without being a grandma. Bro, I didn't. Is she, is she a grandma yet? She's a mom, was, but she's yeah, not a grandma yet. I was about to say, we need to fact check that. I don't know. If you're Barrymore, if you are a grandma, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, man. she uh, She's a sweetheart. So to see anybody do anything like that to her or like, it's like, leave her alone. But 
Stalking Drew Barrymore, I can see why you want to stalk Drew Barrymore. She's so, she's so sweet. She's <laughs> so sweet. It's like, oh, it's true. Yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> but it's that creepy. person was Don't looking for a grandma. You're looking for a grandma. No, leave Drew Barrymore alone. Stop mm-hmm. being creeps and weirdos. But I, I she like she's been in the public eye for so long. She's probably honestly, she's probably dealt with this like a thousand times. Yeah. yeah. It's uh unfortunately. Yeah, she was pretty calm about it. She was uh she she didn't like freak out or anything like that. But I I saw the news. I was like, oh my gosh, it's proper bonics. So we need to step up and like see what's going on with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, man. I gotta check in on her because I don't know if you remember, she did say that um she likes men with beers and thought we were thought I was cute. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so I might want to check in on her. Now, oh my goodness. Now that I'm back in the streets, see what's up with Drew. But <laughs> I think you mean that in a different context. Whoa. Is, I thought we were protecting Grandma Drew, but this is. I use protection. You're wild. You're wild for that. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, my goodness. Drew Barrymore, we, we hope that you're doing well right now. Uh, we hope that you're in safety. We hope that uh, if needed, you have the panic room readily available. But yeah, I got, I got a little spooked myself when I saw it. I was like, oh, who's coming after Drew Barrymore like this? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, but if you look, I think if I'm not, if I stand, if I'm, I don't know the word. Look it up. I think that the guy was like known for doing this. Like, I heard Ooh. he's like a known stalker, the bull. He just stalks grandmas. So this, like, yeah. he's done this before. I'm pretty sure. If I, I seen it on Twitter that um somebody was like, Google the guy's name, <laughs> and it was like Google. It was like, yeah, bull really be getting charges put up against about celebrities. Like, he really just do this. He follows them and yeah it's, it's crazy that's wild so sometimes i think about this of like you hear like they mention google the person's name um and a lot of times, like I, I i don't know the person's name i haven't googled them um but you kind of look at like characters like that of like oh that's such like a wild thing you don't really think of them as a person as much uh how wild would it be to like know that person like to like know the person that brushed Drew Barrymore. Like you see them at open mics. Like you you know them on a regular basis, and they're in the news from that. That's that is wild. It's funny you say that because I did meet a comedian that knew, like one of the Boston bombers from the Boston oh Marathon. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she got like a whole bit about it. And Jeez. um, so it's like when you said that, it made me think. Like, yeah, we be like rec- we are regular people, and we know regular people that do crazy things. So it's just like. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we've been at plenty of situations where there's been crazy people. Like, I've been to an open mic one time, and white guy's on stage. He's like, uh, to the Great Room, Philly. Yeah. And um, white guy's on stage. I never met him before. Nobody even knows this guy, but he's, like, very aggressive. Whoa. And he's, like, talking about how he just got out of jail and stuff like that. Whoa. So, but then he starts, like, dropping the N-word on stage. All right. I was like, well, this guy did serve a couple years. Let me leave him alone. <laughs> but it's like, you never know who. Like, he could be like one of these crazy. I'm sure he is. He dropping the M bomb. This guy out of jail. He see all these black. You see, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. That's like a true testament to like how wild you could be, where it's like you're like in a city room dropping N word as a white comic. And everyone's just like, I, I he'll leave soon, I guess. That's. Yeah. It, it was kind of one of the things. It was like, like do you, you don't even address this. It's like just you just you know what I mean. Like cool, yeah. But he was wild. So yeah, it's people like that. He could have been the guy. He could be the guy stuck at Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What do you think it'd be like if like say one of us, like 
I don't think any of us are like bum rushing stages or anything like that, but like where we get some sort of notoriety for a situation. Because you know, when those people, I feel like a lot of times they know people, but people aren't like they don't like go out there, be like out of their way, be like, oh yeah, I know this person. Yeah. Like us, we do a podcast, we got listeners in Hungary. But one of us gets known for some sort of notoriety. Like, say, like I'm in it like a, a park or something like that, and someone pushes over like a porta potty. I get some sort of like bacterial infection. I'm on a news, ABC News, like, will Kirk make it? And all that stuff. Like, what? I guess this is more of like a positive, sympathetic one versus like bum rushing a stage. <laughs> I'd like to think if this happens, you'd help out with the GoFundMe and all that. Um, but <laughs> we'll help out with the GoFundMe, but uh, I help you clean off no porta potty juice. Oh my gosh, that's why you gotta be careful. I don't, I don't mess with porta bodies, man. I've, I've seen them nonstop all week. I was at the Citizen Bank Park, and I was like, I'm not using one of those. I'm not doing it. You went to a Phillies game? Yeah, I went to a Phillies game again. Another situation where it was free. I feel like there's there's been a few things this this summer where it's like, all right, well, it's free. Um, and went there on Monday where they went against the Giants and the Phillies. Oh my goodness, they crushed the Giants. Uh. At one point, I was definitely, I was, so I was explaining the game um, to Lisa's daughter, like, uh, who, like, isn't really into sports or anything like that. And as I'm explaining it, I realized, like, you know, I don't know what this game is either. Like, I'm definitely saying the wrong things. And they're <laughs> behind us, they're like these, like, line of really into the game. And at one point, she's like, what's the score? And then, like, I was like, yeah, it's 2 4. You see, you could see it right there. And like I was definitely looking at the wrong numbers. It looks like 10-2. So the people behind me are just like, they're just listening in on the dude confidently just giving the wrong information to a little girl about baseball. Uh, oh, that's yeah. so funny. Kirk's like, you know, when you hit the ball over the wall, it's a touchdown. Pretty much, yeah. Like at one point, I was like, uh, so, so yeah, if they get this, they win the game. When they there were still like two more outs left. I saw the thing was like, oh yeah, they got two outs. I wasn't even paying attention. I was just not in the right. I should not have been doing that. Um, but it was fun. It was it was a nice time. Bro, this is this would be like a good sketch. Just like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you confidently tell telling the child <laughs> the wrong instructions. Yeah, no, it was. I I don't know if the people got irritated or there. Maybe they felt like obliged to step in at some point. Be like, hey, listen, little girl. <laughs> Don't listen to this man. Um, but yeah, no, it's they they kept it to themselves and watched the game. And uh yeah, the Phillies won. So hooray. <laughs> Producer Pat said the Phillies didn't even win. You just couldn't <laughs> tell. You couldn't tell they lost. <laughs> <laughs> that could have very much been yeah. No, they make it known. They have like those like all those uh like the like the they love, they love dongs for home runs and all that stuff. Uh <laughs> oh dongs, huh? It's there are dongs in the building, like they're like letting off like church dongs. Like every time someone hit a home run, I look over Lisa's daughter, but like that means it's a home run. That means, that means the game's almost over. That's, meanwhile, we're like in the second inning. I'm like, it's, it's the second quarter. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we said the dong. It's bells. It's definitely bells, bro. Oh yeah, that's a better word for it. But it, it was donging though. It was definitely like some no. some dong like noise. Stop. You over there with children talking about dongs. Yeah, put you on a Megan's <laughs> list somewhere, man. They're gonna put me on the the jumbotron. Like, watch out for this dude. He's dangerous in more ways than one. He's giving out false information about this game. 
This dude has no idea what he's talking about. He's not even wearing Philly's gear. He's wearing a shirt that he got at five below two days prior. Kirk was actually at a Philadelphia soccer, Philadelphia Union soccer game. Oh my goodness. It wasn't even baseball. There are no bats involved or anything like that. Yeah, man. It was a, it was a, I haven't gone many. This is my only second baseball game, major baseball game. I think it's one like minor league one, but uh, it was cool. It was that you know they have like downstairs that section like the playground for kids. Mm-hmm. I was like, I should go explore that. It's like, I didn't know they had that. I didn't even know. Oh, they do. Yeah, they really. I, I can't. I, I, have you been to a game before? All Are right, you an I've expert to, like me. So <laughs> fun. I've been to a. Mil- this is gonna sound so crazy. I've been to a million Phillies games. Right. All before they moved baseball stadiums. I used to go to the vet. All the time. Oh, uh, when did this move happen? Since since Bank Park has been up since like 2008, 2007, 2008. Oh, and that's when I moved, became an adult, started having kids, and I just have never been back to a Phillies game. Oh, so you never been to Citizen Bank Park? Never. I've never oh. been there, and I'm a diehard Phillies fan. Like, oh wow. Been. Yeah, well, someone that's been there twice now. Um, <laughs> I gotta say, you're missing out. They uh, they got the playground, they got the dongs, they got good seating. It's a good setup. I didn't know that they were. If you told me that that's where they play like Citizen Bank Park for the last fifty years, I'd, I'd I'd be like, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, I didn't realize they moved, but I, from that time living in the Bronx, being like. 15 minutes away from Yankee Stadium, both the old and the new stadium, never went inside. Yeah. Never went inside there. Yeah. It's like I could see it from the train, but never went inside. Uh and now it feels like, oh man, that's like a part of history. I should have like gone in, but also why? It's not too late. You can always go back. Yeah. I suppose. I mean I mean more so like the old stadium, but like before like they tore it down, like build a new one. But like, yeah, I guess I could go check out the new one. Like, yeah. See what that's like. Your family dropped the ball on that. Yeah, I don't know what's up with my mom. <laughs> mom, if you're listening right now, what the heck? I'm beef with my mom right now. What the hey, mom? What the heck? No, I mean, what the heck? What the heck? That's my mom. Um, before we're going to get into some topics, people, on stuff, uh, but your boy needs to get his brain going. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. Drew Braymore was a topic. We did that. <laughs> it's a new topic, Kirk's brain. Um, so my mom, you know, like sometimes moms will like hold on to things like yearbooks and such. Like if you got a yearbook and like your mom may have the storage and all that stuff. My mom, like she claims she just can't find my yearbooks. And it's been like years now. I don't know if you saw this, man. So like Rachel Barnes, Philly comic, shouts at Grape Room. She's there often. I did see she, that. Yeah, man. So like we... I remember at one point, at some point, we recognized that we both lived in Kingston, New York at some time, which like it's pretty specific. It's not like New York, like down the boroughs, like it's upstate yeah. Kingston, New York. It's a specific place. And then like we right. both recognized we lived there. And then like we started connecting dots of like, oh, wait, you graduated this time and I graduated this time. There's a chance that we were in the same middle school together. And like for like a year and a half, two years, we we're like, yeah, I think. And we neither of us could find our yearbooks like to confirm it. But like we started knowing the same people and i was like oh that's so crazy like we would have crossed paths and then she messaged me like on monday of like hey i found them 
And then lo and behold, man, we're in the same year, same uh, JW Bailey Watson middle school. And yeah, we were in the same grade, same class for middle school. We probably interacted, uh, but just never recognized it. And yeah, now we're out here as adults. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's just, it was so, world's so, so small, bro. Like, mm. it's so, so small. That's so crazy. Yeah. I did see that. I seen the picture. I, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was like your brother at first. I was like, that's not uh, her. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, cheeks. I know, right? It's, I was going through like my, like my puffy nipple stage where it's like, I had my, my eyebrows. I wasn't shaving them yet. So it was just like, boom. Like, my eyebrows was like up to here on my forehead. Um, didn't have braces yet, the buck teeth. And uh, the beard wasn't there yet, so like I was, I was looking like true form Kirk. You shave your eyebrows? Uh, I kind of trim it up, like this one right here. Like I remember as a kid, people would always call me the devil because I had a eye- <laughs> my eyebrow kind of like goes up to like it spikes up. So sometimes I kind of trim this part. So now that I'm rich, I'm able like to modify things. But when a uh, non-rich Kirk, that's what you got to see. You got to see non-rich twelve-year-old Kirk. Let me find out you getting uh, laser surgery on your eyebrows. I'm getting electrolysized. My whole body's getting electrolysized next time I get a paycheck. I'm not even sure what that means. Does that mean like electrically remove all the hair? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, I just like using the word electrolysized. It's a pretty fun word. I use context clues. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, zap it right off. Speaking of people with bad hair, uh, mm. your boy oh, got arrested. Your, your boy, what? That's... <laughs> 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 you said your boy what? Trump, no, yeah, no, Trump got that's... indicted again. Yeah, so I so I officially saw man. So I was at the show Animated Brewery uh with Barry S. Naylor and like a few other comics, and like literally it was literally on mugshot alert. So like people were pulling up, like, oh, it's here, and then like it turned out to be like an AI thing, and yeah. like midway through the show, it drops. And uh I gotta say, man, pretty good mugshot. Pretty good mugshot. <laughs> They're saying like he practiced it. Like there's no way he just like did that on the fly. It was almost like um, you know, Zoolander has like the blue steel. Like he the- popped up, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, it's that's like you had to practice that a little bit. It's not it's it's not a bad one and all that stuff. I don't know if you're gonna put it on LinkedIn, but he posted it himself on uh the the Twitter slash X. So he's really? proud of it. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I seen more people. I, I wasn't that concerned about his mugshot like i didn't know it was such a big deal like everybody was sharing it. everybody's talking about it i don't know i thought he was book- i thought he was arrested like three times before didn't he have his mugshot before yeah but like this is not like a mugshot no like they've like they've, he's had indictments but this is the first time like had to be like booked i believe um so like him and like a lot of people like from his campaign so they got giuliani as well that was like the first one that came out which is like and everyone's talking about the idea of like him being hit with a Rico charge when he was one of the people that like really pioneered it, uh, sort of thing. So the uh, kind of the irony of that. Um, that's, heavy. that's that's a big deal. Him orchestrating something and then getting arrested for it. That's like Joe Biden getting arrested and going to jail for twenty years for a bag of weed. It's like that's uh, just what that's like. You know what I mean, it's like you orchestrated these things. Now you're, that's you're uh, just get Hillary Hillary Clinton in there for like we just. <laughs> charge her with being her super predator or something like that um yeah that's a that was always a wild thing that she came up with with that yeah super predator Rudy Giuliani is the kind of person that it's like him getting booked with the Rico is like when you're going fishing and you hook yourself 
It's just like <laughs> I was trying to get them. How do I get myself on my own bait? <laughs> yeah, man. It's like it took, it took like 20, 30 years or so. Like he he's always been kind of like a wild duckling. He's always yeah. been kind of like a wild duckling in terms of like how he handled like uh just like uh the drug scene in New York in like the nineties and all that. Uh kind of wrecked a lot of lives. I mean, depending on how you look at it too, because like there is that fraction of like I remember like Times Square used to be like a danger zone where yeah. like my mom would like cover my brother's eyes while walking down the street. And then like you go like to like the late 90s, 2000s, where it's like you're pretty safe there. So it's like there's I don't know, there's pros and cons to it, but like the way they went about it in terms of like jailing a lot of people, particularly like black dudes over weed, it was like right, that's kind of lame sort of thing like that. But yeah, now he's out here uh, again, Rico charges and all that. And for Trump, he did this. He got he went to Georgia. I think it was the day after um, the actual um, Republican debate, which I don't know if you watched any of that at all. Um, Absolutely not. Yeah. I didn't even know what happened. It it was so low key. So Trump wasn't there. Um, He did a thing where like he did an interview with like one of those pundits uh, like Tucker Carlson. And like his whole thing was like, oh, this will get more views than the actual debate sort of thing. I don't know if that was the case or not, but the debate itself, it's been a while since I saw like the debate scene on like a major presidential level. And like you forget like how how like performative all of it is and like how like kind of just bullshitty yeah. all of the languages. Uh, and we're going to see more and more of it. I feel like we got a little bit of a break and that was like a reminder of just people with like their catchphrases and like their one liners and their zingers. It's like, ugh, none of this really feels genuine. I don't miss this time. I hate the election time, bro. Like, mm. it's just the worst, man. Like, I don't know, man. It's just so many candidates. I don't know, man. I'll be getting fed up. I'll be I'll be going back and forth. Like, you know, I only voted like I mean once or twice my whole life. Um, I don't know. I don't know, bro. But I I just think that I just think they need to put Trump in jail. Just put him in jail now. I mean, let him get let him spend his last two or three years in jail. Do you know that he's like leading in the polls? I know uh, he's he's leading in the Republican polls. I thought it was like I mean, one of those things where he's still running, but like he's not leading. He's leading makes, by like a large margin. It makes sense. Mm. The whole I feel like the whole party is moving and thinking how he moving thinks, right? So they're like, they're modeling a lot of them. So like a lot of the politicians, like you can see when they're on stage, like they're trying to pick up his demeanor a little bit. So it's like. Yeah. All right, if you're going to use him as like the prototype, yeah, I get why he isn't like the top, but it's like, damn, like with all the indictments and all that stuff, I didn't realize he was up there like that. We may get our first like inmate president. That may that may happen. If the president called me collect, I'm not answering. <laughs> I'm not sending Trump no money on his books. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, people would send the money too. Like if he was in jail, people would send him money. Absolutely. Yeah, they send the money now. Um. Yeah. Well, I think so. I think that now that the, the presidential thing is it's just a popularity contest is, at this point. You know what I mean? So it's like Trump's the most popular one over there. So he's going to be leading the polls. You know what I mean? Like, bro, if LeBron, if LeBron James run for Democratic candidate, he's well, he will win. Period. He has a good chance. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm wholeheartedly convinced that if The Rock ran, he would yeah. he would be up there. Like, that's I think it's the only thing with that. It's like if you're someone like if you're someone big like that and then like you consider running that's when like people really start digging 
So it's like The Rock. He's chilling. He's like kind of under the radar in terms of like no one's really digging for like dirt on The Rock. It's more yeah. so just like watching inspirational videos of him buying a UFC fighter, a house. Like he'll do stuff like that, but no one's like digging for the dirt. Uh, but then like, but if he runs for president, we're like the ops. The ops will come out if you're running for president. <laughs> yeah, you you know Trump will be like he wasn't born here. Hawaii <laughs> is in the country. It's, it's, it's gonna be country. Yeah, it's gonna be Trump and Kane. Kane's gonna <laughs> and release some footage of the Rock. <laughs> Kane's gonna come out there and like try to get him with a steel chair. Could you imagine them the, the the Rock and Trump debating? That would be oh my god! <laughs> it's like um, uh, Donald your Trump. Have you... Samoan, your father is Samoan. <laughs> there's definitely gonna be some sort of like physical altercation. Like he's gonna ask uh, Trump about something. It's like it doesn't matter what you like. He's gonna he's gonna hit him with a rock bottom. Like, no, you rolled your pony. <laughs> that wasn't a bad Sorry. rock. <laughs> Rudy Pooty. <laughs> Rudy Pooty, what? <laughs> I don't know what he. I don't know. Who are you imitating? I don't know. He's no longer the rock. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I just feel like that's what the rock would do. <laughs> you know, shouts of Val Venus. That was a Val Venus move. Snowing the fingers. <laughs> is that who that was? There's a wrestler named Val Venus, and his signature move was that he would just smell fingers. I'm definitely so not you lying. Gotta, you gotta um listen, hold on. So when the rock was coming up, and that's when I was in the wrestling. So I could have been doing a Val yeah. Venus. I could have been doing about I'm just putting all the wrestlers I remember from that time into one. <laughs> you just make a collection of them. <laughs> you may have, you may have been uh, my friend, you may have been going through an uh, experience uh known in the sleep world. That's hypnagia. Have you ever heard of hypnagia before? Hypnagia is that when you forget your dreams? No, it's not. That's actually pretty fitting, though. It's not if that was the term for forgetting your dreams. Like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Hypnagia, um, hypnagia. Um, right there, you go. It's no man. So, like, hypnagia, and this is for the creative heads out there too. Um, so, it's idea of being within. I'll explain it this way. You ever have like you wake up in the morning? And like you just woke up and like maybe you're recalling a dream and you know that you're in the room, you know that maybe you're awake, but it still feels like you're dreaming a little bit. Sometimes you ever have it the other way around where like you're going to bed, you're about to go to sleep. And as you're diving into sleep world, you start having like kind of like these weird loose thoughts like you're not dreaming, you're still alert, but you start having like more like uh, loose your thoughts become more loose and the parameters of them widen or perhaps even drop a little bit. Yes. Um, where, I feel like know. I have that. Yes. Yeah. It's so um, there I've, I've had this a bunch too um, for both like waking up and going to sleep. I never really fully recognize what it is. Um, and yeah, now I know it. it's hypnagia. It's like a whole phenomenon uh, where it's like, you're pretty much in those in in between states. So like you're not yet dreaming, but you're not fully awake. Um, and it could be vice versa, depending on if you're doing the morning or if you're doing it night or as you're going to sleep. For a lot of people that are creative, um, they try to induce hypnagia because that's when, like I mentioned, like your conscious thoughts, they kind of like loosen up a little bit. So you may be thinking like your regular day stuff, like, oh, I got to run to the to what a path mark i gotta do this and that i gotta pick up kids and all that but then when you're in hypnagia state you start thinking like oh man like 
What if I'm just like out in the ocean and like I'm next to a jellyfish? Like just thoughts that you wouldn't normally think of sort of thing. Uh, so a lot of times people that are creative um, to think of like Salvador Dali. He's like a big example of this. They would try to like induce it. So like instead of like going to sleep, what they would do is like they would do a thing like they would put like weights on their hands and then they would put like plates on the bottom of the floor and then they would just lounge. And the idea is that like you try to like get in that sleepy, lucid state, but like you have like the weights there. So like if the weights hit the ground and the plates, you're awake again. So it pretty much is like an alarm so you don't fall asleep, but you constantly are getting in that like almost sleep state of hypnagia. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a thing that for like when people want to explore more creative sides or like even just explore that more imaginative part of their brain, it's pretty helpful in that way. You boys been diving in hypnagia. Yeah, man. I think that is just what having kids is like trying to, trying to sleep and then <laughs> just being sleep deprived. <laughs> I just, I just keep waking up. Like I was almost asleep. What do you want? <laughs> I, honestly, I think so. When you started talking about the plates and the weights hitting the floor, that's what it reminded me of. Like me trying to sleep, and then I'm like waking me up, like all the Damn. time. That yeah. that is probably a correlation between like parenthood and hypnagia. Bro, I'm telling you, because when I be in that phase where like I'll come, I get them, I pick them up from school, we get to the crib. You know, when it's like like five, everybody's tired from a long day, and I just be like, all right, I'm taking that. And I'd be like, I just can't. And I gotta wake up. And I just be like, but I'd be like right there on the edge. I can feel it. I do this thing. I do this thing where I, 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 I feel sleep. Like I, I love the sleep feeling. Like yeah. Oh, this feels like I just like that beginning part. Like oh, this feels great. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So I think I'd be experiencing hypnosia. Yeah, you probably are. From what you're describing, that like almost like euphoria that comes with it. Like for some people that like sleep, most people do. But some people like I've had hypnosia where it, like it dives into night terrors. It's like oh yeah yeah. But like, but for the most part, though, uh, that state of like, oh, I'm like, the worries of the world are kind of going away a little bit. And like, I'm dipping into this, but not fully there. It sounds like you may actually be experiencing this. I want to uh, perhaps a challenge for you. You consider like noting the thoughts that you're having with this, like really like flirt with it of like dive in and then like see what sort of thoughts are there and like try to collect them. When I try to collect them, I will. I don't know. If I if I move and start writing, I'll wake up. That's the yeah, well. That's consider a voice recorder. Um, yeah. I, be, I believe I forgot how Salvador Dali did his thing. I think he may have just wrote it, but like a lot of people, they use like voice recordings. Um, that way, they don't have to fully be like because when you're right, like it's like going to the bathroom when you're sleeping. It's like ah, then now my brain's working in active ways. But if you have something that where you could subtly just write it down. That could be a key too. That can unlock a bunch of different things. That's what I'm aiming for right now. Not even necessarily with comedy, but if it is with comedy, all the better. I just, I just like the idea of like, all right, these are thoughts that I don't normally have or like I'll have while dreaming. What is it like if I have it while like kind of awake? I write while I'm really, really tired. Yeah. There you it's go. Not on, I want to say it's on purpose, but I like just the time of the day. I finally got quiet time. And I find myself doing this a lot, right? I'll write something, I'll put it in my phone, I wake up and have no idea what I wrote. Like, really? no idea. I have to go back and read it and I'm like, oh, I did think of that. But I do that all the time. Like, like That's, I don't know. I, how is that not a, a concept already? Like, 
the idea of like recording dreams like you would think that would be a technology thing where it's like you're in a dream they, and that, don't they? they have like sleep studies and stuff yeah but it's like it's not like recording the dreams though it's still like not able to do that like you could record like when people sleep talk and like different phenomenons like if they have like if they have night terrors and all that stuff you could kind of have an idea of they talk in their sleep but in terms of like actually knowing what's happening in the dreams i think that would be so fascinating how I feel like you, it's a Will Smith. How, how would you do that? Like, like how would you? I'm, I'm not a scientist, but I imagine it's some sort of like recording of the synopsis of sorts, like maybe putting like rods inside of your eye, and then like catching REM sleep. Probably not the case. I'm scientists have thought of this before. Um, <laughs> That's why it doesn't exist. <laughs> I would just love that man. But like, this is the closest that comes to that though, where it's like there's lucid dreaming, yeah, but like. But when it's like the idea of him nausea, I feel like that's the closest you can come to like, I'm on the gate of my dream world right now. And I feel like a lot of when you mentioned like you write while you're tired sort of thing, I feel like that's like bordering on that where it's like parts of your brain almost shut down and it allows you to like be a little bit more loose, almost like taking like an ambient or something like that. Yeah. Your brain can be trippy when you think about it. Like your brain can like give you like those like kind of like those like uh hallucinogenic drugs without actually ever having to take them you're right man i never i know you just taught me something today i never even know that's what that is yeah you, that's your brain is crazy like yeah once you put everything else at ease your brain's on a whole nother like level you gotta unlock you gotta unlock that though yeah man it's what the prop suggestion isn't coming until i finish the book your boy is currently reading a book called nightmare land and it's about all sleep phenomenons uh, and hypnagia is like the one that like caught me. I was like, holy smokes, that's cool. Uh, but once that, once I'm done with that, once I'm done with the lucid dreaming section, a review is coming. People, a review <laughs> is coming. It's it's going to be nice. The Chesco Library is mad. I've had it for three weeks longer than I needed to, but the review is coming. Uh, Kirk's a slow reader, huh? I am. I really am. <laughs> it's a, it's an uh, yeah. First, I people are like, oh, are you like an avid reader? I'm like, yeah, but it's slow <laughs> it's i take my time you don't even i don't think i you don't even realize being a slow reader is way better than being a no reader do you know how many people don't read bro yeah a fair amount yeah no 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 a lot yeah i, I think that i think you say a fair amount because you're a reader you don't suspect people to be the generous like they are that yeah. <laughs> it's yeah maybe i mean so do, do you think it counts as reading of like so saying that you're not necessarily reading like books but like you're reading articles on your phone a ton does that constitute as reading yes technically mm. but i don't know i think that the whole i'm not a fan of the, the whole phone reading and kindle kindles okay can i kindle you, you, I'll allow kindles yeah but, i can't get around to them yet but i i agree i will i'll allow them but i wouldn't do them mm. i'd rather read I don't even like this. Some this some more. I don't even. I don't even like audiobooks. I can't do them either. My brain. I keep having to rewind it. I can't focus on them. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It'd be so nice. Like during a long car ride, it's like, all right, let me put it on to kill a mockingbird. It's like I can't. I can't. I keep rewinding us. <laughs> so uh, that was my thought process too. I was I was coming back from like DC one day, and I was like going from DC to New York. And, you know, that's like a four hour ride, or whatever. So I was like, let me put this book on. Listen to this book. I'm like, I just can't pay attention. Like, uh, like listen to like a podcast. I, I, I can miss certain things, and 
but when books, you really can't miss stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think it depends on also who's reading it. Because you're right, like we're able to do it with podcasts, and I could, I can listen to a full podcast and hear everything. If you're listening to Property Bonics right now, hear everything. Um, but if you want to rewind it, that's okay too. Uh, but like with books, so I feel like the times I have tried it, it just feels like, oh, well, that detail seems important. And like, I've zoned out a little bit. Whereas like, if I have it just like looking at it, it's like, I could zone out. It's nice zoning out in a book. Cause like, it's not like your phone where you're zoning out and like, okay, well, I'm going to go to Instagram or go to Snapchat or Pornhub or whatever thing you do, where it's like on the book, if you zone out, you're zoning out from a thought that was originated from the book that you were reading. So if you're you're reading about hypnagia, you zone out, you're zoning out into hypnagia world where you're thinking about, oh, like different sort of things from that uh, versus like what's on the phone. So I think it is a little bit of a difference with that. Also, I go back on books a lot, too. Hmm. Like I find myself when I when I do get lost in a book, I go back. I was like, wait, I was. Like, I wasn't paying attention. You're like, reading with your eyes, but not your brain. <laughs> Let uh, me go back a paragraph. I wasn't I wasn't listening. Yeah, no, trust me, man. I know that. I'm like, I'll go down like a whole page and be like, what did I just read? I've just been scanning this. Like, I feel like a robot where I'm just like scanning the information, but not actually like paying attention to it. And it's like, I just like flip the page. So sometimes like dip will be right next to me sort of thing. And like, I get self-conscious. It looks like I'm just like going back over to the page and I haven't turned into a new page in like 10 minutes. But that's the, the joy of reading. You, you, you sometimes you just get lost in the book get lost in the book man nothing better than getting lost and exploring things too yeah, um and speaking of exploring man you had a you had a birthday last week and um oh happy goodness, belated sir. birthday from the people yeah, here yeah, yeah, we yeah, should yeah. we should have started the episode with happy belated birthday to you um it's uh, i expected a whole song um church woman we come back, Pat's like in blackface. He's, he's it's like he's in a gospel gear with a tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Pat Goldberg. Um, yes, yeah, man. You, your boy had a, your boy had a birthday. Um, shout out to me. Um, it's turned 33 years old. I some people get a little like don't say the age thing i'm like i'm saying the age it's uh i'm pretty proud of it it's which is also a weird thing it's weird to be proud about your age but i'm like yeah i'm, I'm here um so yeah 33 man um and uh yeah this it's jesus uh, year oh pat said it too i'm about to say it it's your jesus it's, year uh yeah it's the, the jesus era that's cool yeah, it's, a, it's, it's the year because 33 is the year it's how old jesus was when he died i'm gonna i'm gonna start flipping more tables this year that's gonna be the move that's that's <laughs> Yo, don't be selling my merch. <laughs> I can That's see the now. only biblical reference I get. Um, the only one. No. Hey, Kurt, Kurt gonna be out here turning water into wine. Okay, <laughs> I'll do that too. Um, so yeah, it was it was cool, man. The whole plan was like I'm trying to make a tradition. So like last year, I went to Bushkill Falls, amazing. Uh, this year, I was like, oh, I kind of want to do like a little situation where I go away for the day. Uh, so I found a park. I narrowed it down to Hickory Run State Park um, towards Jim Thorpe. Uh, went there in the morning, and uh, it was cool. I don't know if you've ever been out there, but like, one, they have they have a waterfall, and it's cool. It's not like a huge one. It's Hawk Falls. It's it's nice. Um, and then, there's a section there that 
may or may not have been closed off to the public. Um, and then um, I may or may not have gone into that section. Um, and I go in there and there's like this acidic Jewish family there. And then like, uh, we're kind of like talking for a little bit, like, why would they close this off? We're like, yeah, why would they do that? And the guy he's there was like his young kid and his wife. And he's like, Hey, can you take a photo of us? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, I expecting him like, give me his phone. And instead he's like, no, no, just take it on your phone. Then text me. And I was like, all right. <laughs> sure. I, I guess that works too. Um, so I obliged, I did it. And I'm like, as he's giving me his number, He's it's it's a seven one eight. I'm like, are you from New York? And he's like, yeah, I'm from New York. And then we started talking about that. It was actually a nice little interaction. Um, that he he took my photo and all that. But yeah, man, it was, it was cool kind of being able to explore because when you go to these state parks, man, a lot of times they could be busy. But this time it was like on a Tuesday morning in a secluded spot where is closed off or not, uh, and it's literally just you there on top of a waterfall. That part was pretty nice. I enjoyed that. Was there like a um a campsite there too? There like was, that? yeah, for like people like going like wanted to stay there and like camp and all that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't go on that though. I you boy got an Airbnb, but like I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out if I've been to there, been there before. I've been to Jim Thorpe before. Um, yeah, oh you so I I never been. You where have you been there like recently or like as a kid? <laughs> yeah, look. Before the pandemic, I was there. I used to when I was working as one company. Like my territory was the whole oh. side of the state or whatever. Oh, so I would go to Jim Thorpe. Damn, Jim. So it's so before before I jump to it ahead to it sort of thing. Um, there was uh, an advertising at the Airbnb for a comedy show on the next day, like after I was leaving, and uh, it was for Nate Marks, and I was like, oh snap, that's crazy. Like <laughs> it's. And good for him that like they just have it like on the flyer of like yeah. go check out this comedy show. And I walked down the street and I saw like a little flyer for it. Um, so I, I didn't check in with them to see how it was, but like I was like, that's pretty cool. That's <laughs> like yeah. the Airbnb or like look, I should have like messaged them, be like, yo, show up. Show, <laughs> show. <laughs> that's a lot of Pull up, pull up to the pull up to the homies, Nate. Show some yeah. support. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know. I'm sure it was a cool show and all that. But um, yeah, the Hickory Run Park with the crazy thing that they have that like blew my mind is that they have like um, this thing called just like a boulder field where it's like 16 acres of just boulders, just rocks out there. And um, it was formed during like the last, like pretty much the end of the ice age. Um, pretty much, There's like a name for it, like the last glacier or something, but it's been there for years. Um, mm -hmm. And pretty much like the forest may take over it eventually, but as is, it's just literally just, just rocks it's like people twist their ankles left and right because it's like they're jumping from left and right from the rocks to get yeah. there though it was three miles of driving like on like gravel road and i didn't realize like how bad the roads were going to be so three miles that usually takes you like what like maybe five minutes it took like a good 30 minutes to get there from crazy. how slow it was to get to the gravel man it was it was bonkers that's crazy the pictures look crazy that you did send i didn't know that existed I know. Yeah, that's like like it's Pennsylvania, man. Like it's sometimes I take it for granted that's like, oh yeah, I live in Pennsylvania. We got some amazing stuff out here. Nature is so dope, bro. Like mm. it create things like that. A, a boulder field. Like Yeah. What are the odds that it created a boulder field not far from where you live? I know. Yeah, it's right over there, man. And Jim Thorpe was cool. Jim Thorpe was nice. Your your boy had a, a solo a birthday dinner, had a bocce place. Uh <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> do you know how wild it is to go to Hibachi by yourself? <laughs> yeah, no, I knew. As I was doing, I was like, this is a wild move. It's like almost doing an escape room by yourself. <laughs> it's like, it you should do this for the team. Food. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the food in your mouth, nobody else. <laughs> it's, it's like, hey, you gave that party over there a lot of shrimp. Just don't forget about me. I'm here as well. I have the bib. Uh, <laughs> you see, that was see cool. a, a family of six over there, like, mommy, why is that guy by himself? <laughs> <laughs> It looks like I've been lost in translation, though. That's uh, yeah, no. What, was... you look at? what are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> this thirty-three-year-old wants some shrimp. <laughs> Don't you see? That's exactly what my shirt says. This thirty-three-year-old wants some shrimp. Oh. Um, yeah, man. It was, but I recommend it to the people, man. Like Jim Thorpe was solid. The next day, literally just like um, literally just spent the whole day just downtown, just doing Jim Thorpe stuff, and then I didn't get home until like. Oh, like nine o'clock or something like that. It was, it was pretty cool. Nine o'clock and then like the in the night. It was good. So you know who Jim Thorpe is? So I do know who Jim Thorpe is. I didn't know he was such an athlete. I didn't know that yeah. they named the town after him recently. Like I thought it was just always Jim Thorpe. But it's like, <laughs> oh, that's like a new sensation. Yeah, he was like one of the best athletes of all time. Didn't know that. I, I saw yeah. these photos of him like in like his like leather gear and all that. I thought I was like, I thought this dude was like a politician, which I guess later on in some ways but like yeah he was just like a very good athlete i heard he used to play with like uh shoes that were too small because he couldn't afford shoes that's not that's not popping right there i mean you know how fast you can run with small shoes on though hey, can you but yeah you may never yeah yes i'll just say yes yeah. huh i never checked the shoe size for like sonic or anything like that but yeah i, I guess like it doesn't like constrain your feet at all like that doesn't it feel like it feel like your feet are, feel so light really oh think about it say, say you were say you were a size 10 if you put on a size 9 you're gonna run faster than if you put on a size 11 when you just go faster in a size 10 though like a <laughs> shoe that's like the most fitting for your foot i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i just know that i've worn shoes that are too small before like I've done it like in sports, not like on purpose, just because I had to. And like, uh, I felt like I was moving quick. <laughs> if it works, I, I just, I don't know. That's kind of just wild logic right there. That's like, why don't you just wear a size 10? <laughs> it's, it seems like very basic, but yeah, that's, uh, I'm glad that that works or a thing like that. The dog is back in the building. Uh, Max is back in here. I don't want to say his name. He may, he may try to get a, be a guest on property bonnocks. We haven't we haven't had a guest since Ice. Yeah, which wasn't that long ago. I know. <laughs> As I was thinking, I was like, oh yeah, that was shout out to Ice. He like he came through to music bus. I randomly Ice is a person like I'll randomly just see. Like a count at comedy shows. He just pulls up in those random comedy shows and it's like, oh, Ice is here. Cool. <laughs> you know what's so cool about Ice? He be pulling up the comedy shows, not even trying to get on. He's right. really be trying to show support. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's um Something like two days in a row one time last week. It was like one day in Ambler and out of nowhere. It's like, all right, now you're in Phoenixville. It's like, oh, all right, cool. I send the building. Man, I'm not I'm not supporting none of y'all shows. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get on. It's... Is that wrong? Is that wrong as someone that's a big show coming up? Like I don't So, I so say you got your recording on Saturday. And like so Joey Tepidino, Kyle Neff. Kyle Ziegler, they pull up. They just want to support. But then, like, are you thinking back your head, like, yo, they want to get on stage? No, 
No, I know those. I know those guys generally would just show support, right? I don't but know. Kyle Neff, he's a little, he's a little swifty. Kyle Neff may try to get his way up there. We all I know Kyle. Kyle, Kyle got a fire fire for me. I got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you heard that, Kyle? Pull up <laughs> September 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> but look, this is, what, this is the point I'm making, right? I'm not saying... So look, I, I just I just big up ice. I gave him props for showing support. Yeah. I'm just saying, for me, because of the way my stuff is set up, I don't have time to just show support. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to your show, I'm trying to get on. I don't yeah. care who you are. Right. Am I wrong? I don't know. But this is how I move. Yeah. I feel I'm a mix. Like there's times where like if there's I feel yeah, like aren't, the last... you, uh, aren't you uh, Indian and Jamaican? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's a reflection of that. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm mixed. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like allergies though. I'm only one. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's signs where like I'll, I'll pull up to shows with like no real intentions of especially like if I'm with someone. <laughs> Like a, like a non-comic, I'm like, you just want to see a comedy show? I'm like, yeah, sure. Then usually, though, that leads to like them asking if I want to do a spot sort of thing. And sometimes I have to be like, well, if I must grace the stage, if you if I'm in need right now, then yes, I will go up there. But sometimes I just want to hang out. Sometimes I just want to hang out and watch a comedy show. Is there ever a time when you go to a show, somebody will offer you a spot and you say no? Would you ever say no? So I thought that a few different times. There was two times within this year where I was like, because I was showing up with people, I was like, I'm literally just going to watch. And they asked me. And I remember thinking like, all right, if they asked me, I'm going to politely decline and be like, oh, but if you're doing this next month or in the future, I would love to be on. Like I had a whole script in my head. And they pull up to me. It's like they asked. They tapped me on the shoulder. And before they even ask, I'm like, yes, sure. Like it's very much. So I think it's kind of hard to be saying no. Um yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever actually said no before. Right. I wish I, I had more willpower too. So, that, but, so that 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 just proves my point that you're not really supporting. You just want to get a spot. Yeah, no, because like I say, spot. no, I don't want a spot. It's a there's times where like I begrudgingly say yes, where it's like ah, oh, because then you have to get like in performer mode and like, which isn't like a crazy difficult thing to do, but it's like there's times where it's like oh yeah, I just want to just hang out. Sort of. Right, so let, me, let me rephrase what I said. Um, so I have supported shows. I have gone to shows where I haven't performed on them, but I be trying. Yeah. Like if you see me at your show, supporting your show, I'm trying to get on. Even for that show or the future show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, another another thing too, I'm going to say this comedians, right? right? They'll do this thing where this happens often where they'll, They'll ask you to go on a show, right? And you'll say to them, say you come up, say you go to a show. You go to a show and it's like, yo, I can either give you a guest spot right now right. or I can put you on the next one. Yeah. Whatever you choose lets me know what kind of comedian you are and what you're in this for. You think if they go on to the guest, if they don't do the guest spot, if they want to go to the next one, they're more so about the advertising and being like booked on the show versus doing like a comedy spot. Exactly. You're in it. So and I mm. and I peep I peep that. So when that's my ask me, you can get on right if I if you decline to get on stage right now, it's gonna be a long journey for you. Well, I don't I don't think that's necessarily the worst thing. I think I like I think like if it's and we've touched on it before, I think too, like if it's like a show that's like pretty big, it's like a, a known show sort of thing, 
and you recognize like, oh, it could be beneficial to be advertised on the show because other bookers see that and they're like, oh, we recognize this like they're at the level where they're able to get on a show like this. Then I get the benefits of that, um, especially like if it's a show that you really were looking forward to being on. The guest spot is great, but it's almost like it could be a strategic move of like, oh, OK, well, let me get more prepared. Let me maybe hit more mics because I care about the show a lot and I'll be advertised on it. I get doing that. I don't think it's necessarily the most like nefarious reasons either. I think a lot of times you could just it's just a different route to take. If you want people to know you were on that show, take the guest spot, take a picture while you're on stage. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. It's all it's it's all. It's OK. I get it, though. I'm not saying I'm not I'm an ego driven. I'm an artist. You mm-hmm. got to have some kind of narcissism to be an artist. You have to. So I get I get that you want to be in a flyer, but I'm just telling I'm telling you, if you decline a spot just to simply post a flyer next month, it's gonna be a longer journey than it's gonna be a longer journey. Because mm. while you waiting, you're waiting that month to get that 10 minutes, I'm doing it right now. Yeah. That's so there are consequences of it. I um when I was doing conversation club, um, a comic dropped out like last minute sort of thing. And there happened to be a comic like in the audience. And I was like, oh, do you want to step in sort of thing like that? And they, they're game, they're willing, they're happy to do it and all that stuff. And like, so they took the guest spot. And then like the next like two days, they messaged me like, hey, I was wondering if I could be on the next one. And I was like, as someone that's like booking it, it's like, well, you were just on this one sort of thing. So I'm not going to like double book you like i'll keep you in mind right. for the next one like the future ones but so like they could have taken the other route of like oh i would prefer to like be booked on this show like because that was the thing that they explained like they want to be like on the show like presented on the show what's versus, the difference like, what's the difference you did the show or you do it next month the only difference is a flyer that's being promoted see yeah that is an aspect of it though that is an aspect for like i'm not saying that's like the i'm it, telling it, you it, kirk I'm telling you, I get that as an artist. Mm. We all are ego driven. We want people to enjoy what we create. We want people to like, we want the endorphins we get from, we want all the attention. I get the flyer thing, but I'm trying to tell you, anybody's going to deny a spot right now, I have to question their intentions. Really? Yeah. You're, you're denying, you tell me you want to be a stand up comedian, but you're denying stand up comedy? For when, a picture? You frame it, when you frame it that way, yes. Um, That's well, how I, I see it. Yeah, no, I get it. I just, I just don't think we can completely undermine that aspect of it. I'm undermine. I'm undermining everything. I'm standing. I'm drawing a line yeah, in the are. sand. <laughs> I'm drawing a line in the sand, bro. Because I'm telling. I think about this as someone that produces shows. If I hit, if somebody at a show and I say, "Yo, you want to get on right now? I need you right now." And you tell me no because of whatever, whatever. Bro, I'm yeah. not booking you. You you won't tell me no. You're not performing. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't go to it maybe again because I don't go to shows without trying to get on. <laughs> yeah. That's I will say I will say like I am more of the I, I want to advocate for the idea of like being strategic when it comes to like advertising on certain shows and such. Um but at the same time, like I'm of the mind of like when people ask me, I'll do it. Like I'm I've been on a guest spot kick recently where it's like it's like if I'm prepping for something, it's like, oh, I think if I pull up to a show, and a lot of times I just message them too. A lot of times it's like you can rely on like just kind of sliding through and like seeing if they ask. 
or you can just ask them beforehand like hey i'm i'm planning on coming through um if you have room for a guest spot that'd be great right a lot of times that works too that that works out perfect but could you imagine going to a show and they'd be like i can put you on now or i can put you on in three months would you like that that's a well three that's a whole thing yeah three months that's that's a little bonkers right there you got a you got a weekly show i will allow it you got a week you got a weekly right yeah and they're like yo i need to i need you right now but you're like yo can i just it's a all right but you but there are there are instances though where people genuinely are in this for the wrong reasons like do you want to perform comedy or you want people to know you perform comedy which one yeah no that's a very that part's very real and that there's that aspect of it of like people that would prefer that uh of just like being on the poster versus like actually practicing things that's why i'd be seeing a whole bunch of i'm going in right now i gotta chill mm. i'd be seeing a whole bunch of comedians posting a whole bunch of flyers right go to a show and they don't be doing too good it's like oh because you're not like really and you 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 love, you love these flyers, but you don't love that stage, bro. Like, yeah. do you go to do you go to mics? Do you do guest spots? Guest spot guest spots lets me know what you're really about. If you're mm. not doing guest spots, you're not really about nothing. You, mm. Guest spots meaning the days where you're not booked, the days where you have nothing going on. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna go do what I would love to do. But if you're yeah. not doing that, you don't love this. Um, not on a flyer and all that stuff. Yeah, man. That's I mean, not... mm, Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Before you go <laughs> off. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> gonna get us canceled from the comedy scene, <laughs> the Baltimore sorry, comedy scene. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I've been, I've been more and more. I mean, guest spots has always been around, but I feel like I've been diving more and more into that. Of just like, because well, at a certain point, you recognize the people that. Um, after a while, you start knowing more of the people that are booking, and it's like people that you've been on shows with, and there becomes a little bit more like, oh, I think it. It doesn't feel like you're really asking for a favor. It's more so just like, oh. Like this is if I show up sort of thing, I think I could help the show. Also, I, I would like to uh kind of be on the, the other end of it too, or like I'm maybe getting some help in terms of like getting stage time. So yeah, you, you it's I've been on that wave recently of just like in lieu of a mic, I'll go to a show good. and just hop on that and like get a little bit more time. It's a good move. <laughs> I That's recommend what I like it. to see. That's what I like to see. That's the uh proper recommendation. Yeah, man. For the comedians, guest spots, bro. Yeah, man. Spot game up. Yeah, so yeah. September second, man. All the comics come through. Get your guest spots in. Um, come through. <laughs> Listen, man. I, it's gonna be a wild night. Yeah, it's gonna. I cool. got uh, Jim Bryan featuring. Well, Jim, Jim gonna crush it, bro. I love yeah. Jim's comedy, yo. Um, we got Lump hosting. That's a lump lump. move right there. I love lump. Lump's hosting. Lump, yo. Lump yeah. a legend, man. Lump been in the game for a minute, man. Everybody know Lump, man. I've been bumping a lump more and more. It's very, it's always pleasant bumping a lump. Seeing bump lump outside bump. the city is gonna be crazy. He gonna he gonna do his thing. Lump gonna do his thing. I mean, he's very smart. He's very witty. So Word I like player. that. Yeah. So we're gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you know your boy coming through, bro. I did. I'm gonna try to do like an hour, and then um, yeah, we're gonna go from there. I'm a, I'm ready, bro. I've I've been tightening up. There. I'm gonna do jokes. I'm doing jokes that. If, unless you came to Phantom Power this last two months, you might never heard these. Yeah. yeah. It's about to be crazy. Damn. Be crazy. Well, everyone, man, thanks for listening to all that stuff. Uh, you already know what's happening. September 2nd. Um, what's happening on August 31st? Uh, off the Leash Comedy. If you're at Fergie's Philadelphia, your boy will be there. Um, come through and do a guest spot if you're a comic. 
uh, I, I don't know if they're handout guest spots. I shouldn't be doing that for someone else's show, but come through anyway. And um, I'll find out. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, yeah, come through. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm man. serious. I might find out. I'm looking at my calendar right now. I was like, <laughs> it's Wednesday. I might be. I'll see what I can yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Well, cool, man. All well, right. I'll catch you on these streets. If you're listening, uh, do the little like, subscribe, check sure. out uh, your local theater. Um, oh, yeah, do that stuff too. But maybe check out your local theater, see what they have going on there. Shout out to Jim Thorpe. Yeah, shout out yeah, to Jim man. Thorpe. We're out of here. Are we out of here? We're out of here. Later. Yeah.